Oh, there's something I want to add to our list that we're going to have to do. Jump on Sonic early because it's out in the cinema and get a fucking five-star review. We probably should do Sonic now that the kids are talking about it. Uh, mm, uh, do, the thing is, though, Sonic's fandom. Yeah, they're toxic. Yeah, okay. Let's let's sit on Sonic for a little bit more. It's got to be... Um, there's probably a fic about that. Um <laughs> It's 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 got to be one of our. Um... We'll do it for the season finale. Halloween. Ooh yeah, Halloween's not a bad show. Yeah, actually, yeah, we could do we could do um, those as the Halloween specials, and we could build it up to just uh, going on um, archive of our own and searching the phrase "uwu." Yeah, that that could be the grand finale. <laughs> yeah, because if if you if you would like to witness, uh, dear listener. Um, me, James, and Grace cringe ourselves out of existence. Then um, we're doing uwu, yeah, or owo. Oh, 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 wow. I don't want to hear it if I'm honest. Just... <laughs> but no, the one I want to add is: Are you familiar with the Wiggles? I uh, yes. Are you familiar with the really thirsty fandom of the Wiggles? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of very thirsty mothers who are into the Wiggles. Yeah. But explain... Just quickly explain who the Wiggles are, for the sake of people who don't know what, who the fuck... Yeah, so the Wiggles are a kids' band. They make music for little kids. But it's also the mothers that watch it. And it's the mothers who start shipping members of the Wiggles together. <laughs> the fucking Wiggles! <laughs> Hang on a minute, hang on. Really? They they just look like they just look like just 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 people. Just I don't know, dads. Yeah, people people ship hedgehogs, Nick. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> the, the, this is this is true. Okay, so I should probably do an intro as well. So, <laughs> we've got this far. <laughs> so, hello, welcome back to the Shipping Forecast. I'm James, joining me is Nick. Hello. And Grace. Hello. And we're continuing with our third part on the Chernobyl fandom. Um, before we begin, there's something I'd like to address from the first episode in this set. Um... While we were reading uh, Suspenders, I think it was, we were talking about uh, what do Russians drink instead of tea, because that fanfiction seemed like it was very British-focused. Mm, the Britwashing of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. It, it was definitely the Brit the Britwashing. I like that term. Uh, <laughs> turns out, and I'll put this in the show notes, uh, Russian tea culture is extensive. Like, the Russians kind of got on board with tea kind of a similar time to the British, and it caught on just as well. And there are some specialist Russian teas, and apparently it's very popular in prison, which I found a bit strange, but... Well, I suppose they're on their own for 23 hours a day. What else do you do? Put the fucking kettle on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got five years in here, come put get a brew on. <laughs> Off to Gulag with you, put the kettle on. Just smuggling in little packets of Earl Grey. <laughs> oh, the good stuff. There's, I'm just I'm just imagining this sort of like shady Russian um interrogator, like giving it all you know, giving it all this with the light in the face and stuff like that, and then just halfway through somebody walks in and goes, Do you want a brew? Yeah, I'll be there in five. <laughs> Just gotta sort this one out, yeah. We have ways of making you talk. Wallop. 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 Yeah, please, yeah, please, Vasily, tea, two sugars, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, in suspenders, the tea drinking would have been accurate. I mean, technically, surely Russia outranks Britain for drinking tea with these sort of statistics. Oh, probably, with population sizes and everything. I don't know. Like, we... Oh, God's sake, another thing, like, Britain 
can't do better than anyone else, despite it <laughs> being like a uh, part of our national identity. We're being outdone by Russia in drinking fucking tea, and we've made all these different types of bloody biscuits to go with it and all. Like goddamn. So, so I have googled the top tea importers by country. Because Britain, I don't think Britain grows its own tea. No, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Russia certainly doesn't. We get our tea from India and uh, the like. India, Chi- India, China, and the Ceylon mostly, I think. Ceylon is no longer called Ceylon, I'm afraid. It's called Sri Lanka. Ah, ah, I, I do, I do apologise um, to the people of Sri Lanka. That's all right. Its name has been changed for a long time since it uh, left us. <laughs> oh, that's a while. Okay, so Britain is fourth in the list of the top importers of tea. Oh, fuck. Who would like to guess the top three? Russia. Russia is in that. Russia is two. Oh, my God. Shit. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess and say America is in there. America is number three. There we go. So, number one. Canada? Canada is not in the top 15. Oh fuck! Okay. Hang on. So, so no, number one, who drinks more tea than Br- the Brits, the Americans, and well, what's bigger than Russia? Nowhere. Um, Australia. Uh, nope. No, can't be Australia. It's too bloody warm for a brew, isn't it? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a curveball and say China. No, China is actually the fifteenth. Actually, no, that's. Well, they grow their own. Why would they need to import it? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm really sorry, that's a really fucking moronic comment because of the idiom that people say, not for all the tea, in fucking China. Oh, yeah. Did you know it used to come in bars instead of bags? Sorry, um, I'm guessing Japan. Uh, Japan is the 13th. It is, in fact, Pakistan. Really? Wow. Who import $500 million worth of tea. In a year, or seven point seven percent of total tea imports. <laughs> Britain, Britain makes up five point three percent of the world's tea imports. By the way, and we're easily the smallest population in that top four by a long way. I suppose we are pulling our weight quite well, realistically. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of proportion of country, <laughs> that's a lot of tea. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I guess that um, I guess that the old habits taught to us by the British Empire die hard. Yeah, we still love our tea. And speaking of tea bags, um, I'd like to read to you from Between the Motions that trembling tender little sigh. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, we were here. how does this? <laughs> I'm very curious how this segue works. Right then. So this is by Wolf Halls as well. Yes, you will. Uh, you, you'll see. You'll see how this segue works if I read you the tags. So uh, yeah, we start with angst. Nice. Uh, falling, falling in love. Yep. Uh, anal sex. Cute. Mm-hmm. Oral sex. Nice. So yeah, that was the tea bagging. Oh, for fuck's sake! Um, is oral sex tea bagging? Well, it's part of oral sex is tea bagging. Let's face it. Do you know? Do you do you know what teabagging is? Isn't teabagging where you just ba- mash your testicles onto someone's face? That isn't always the same as oral sex. Yeah, I mean, I it's, I thought teabagging was where they went in the mouth, but you know, I th- I think Google is our friend in this situation. <laughs> yes, Jim, go and Google teabagging. <laughs> Teabagging is when someone dips their balls in and out of someone's mouth. Okay, yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, God's sake. Okay, so it's not necessarily all oral sex, but it is... Okay. It's, yeah, it was... It, it, I suppose it's just sort of come to prominence because of the online gaming community of games like Call of Duty and Halo. I believe it was Halo. Yeah, it was Halo. There we go. Yeah, you were right. Yeah, it's a sign of dominance when someone dies or whatever. You just teabag them because you can crouch over them. Yeah, that's it. Oh, wow. Wikipedia has a picture. Would you like to see the picture? Let's, yeah, let's let's go look at some... <laughs> let's go look at some teabagging. Hey. There you go. It's not one of them wiki how pictures. Is... Oh, there it is. There it is. It may as well be a wiki how picture. <laughs> But it's on Wikipedia. 
<laughs> I find it amusing how dolled up she is for this event. Yeah. Her her name is Karen. Oh yeah, she wants to speak to the manager with that haircut. Oh God's sake! And the manager's had enough, <laughs> and they've resolved this with a hate love relationship. I I think there is a movie like that somewhere. For certain. In fact, there are several thousand. <laughs> so, what are the other tags? Right, okay, so this next one had me intrigued. And this is why I picked this fic. Uh, obligatory mention of the Soviet space programme. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Which I was in, in intrigued about. How often does that get uh, hashtagged? Yeah, so you know how it's supposed to be an obligatory mention of the Soviet sp- space program. Like this is a thing in uh, on archive of our own when you write some, you know, when you write something about something to do with Soviet Russia. Yeah. I assume this fic we are reading now is the only one that's tagged. I am surprised by that. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. So archive of uh, archive of our own writers. What the fuck are you doing? Pull your fingers out. I want more mentions of the Soviet space program. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of Yuri in the Soviet space program. Hey! Hey! <laughs> I love cosmonaut Gagarin jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's the only opportunity I'll ever get to make a Yuri Gagarin joke. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> yeah, we've we've got that in. We can all go home now. Okay. The notes of this fic say that this is for Jojo, my number one girl. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for losing your mind with me. I love you so much. Yeah, I I saw that. Um I'm assuming Jojo is not a very large man based on saying my number one girl. Well, it could have been Jocelyn Joestar. Oh, yes. Uh, I think it's Jolene. Jolene Joestar. Jolene. Is the one female Jojo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, so Jojo, wh- wherever you are out there, whoever you are out there, this fic is written for you. They love you so much. May you eventually defeat Dio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what he said. Um, I haven't watched the anime yet, so... Um, but yeah, uh, right, okay, so uh, we should talk about the ships. Can you guess which ship it is? Are they not listed on the tags above? No, they're not. Oh, it's it's Boris and Valeri, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah. Because of course it is. Yeah. Okay. So, I think we've lingered not talking about this long enough. <laughs> yeah, we went off on a bit of a tangent. It's almost procrastination. <laughs> Tell us what happens in between the motions, that, tem- that trembling, tender little sigh. Uh, okay, so to to sum it up, there is um, Legasov and uh, Shabina. They they rock up at Chernobyl, uh, ready to sort it out. And of course, in amongst all the angst and the radiation sickness and the knowledge that even just being within a few miles of the reactor is going to slowly eat away at their lifespan, they end up falling in love. Oh. And yeah, it is it is love. It's uh, there's there's quite a lot of graphic depictions of. Um, <clears throat> of love, and yeah, of of love, of of man love between two men, and um, yeah, so it's yeah, that's that's basically what it's about. It's about love in a time of adversity. Nice, and that's the best way I can put it. So I noticed they they are in love very quickly by the looks of it. I think by the fourth paragraph. Um. Yeah. Ba- well, basically, it's um. The they're starting. It's starting in medias res, and then it goes back to. Oh, I see. Um. Yeah. It begins, of course, when uh, Valeri answers the phone on a quiet April morning. He couldn't have known then, though. How could he? So. Um. Yeah. That was basically, you know, um, uh, Legasov answering the phone to Shabina, basically saying, you know, you're coming to Chernobyl to help us sort this fucking mess out. Hmm. In Russian. So yeah, uh, as we're as we're sort of going down this, I mean they don't they don't really waste time in to in getting to the description of the uh, the sex. Well, is it the bit where it goes how long or am I on the wrong? Oh no, they're talking about lifespan. Oh shit! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
I saw. That's it. It's like <clears throat> it's it's really summed up by. Um, I mean, <clears throat> at the end of the fourth paragraph, uh, there is you know there is the line. He could have shared something with Boris anywhere in any life, but of course it had to be here right now on this corner of poisoned earth. Oh, that's sad. I like the metaphor. I'm yeah. Oh, the yeah. I'm a I'm a sucker for good metaphors and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I I, I kind of like that. So anyway, we're on to sort of the next. Um, <clears throat> it's not quite a chapter. It's more like a paragraphy bit. Um, but yeah, the uh, basically yeah, Legasov is already on Shabina's lap, and um, yeah, uh, you can read it from there and ask me any more questions. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Do they use protection? Um, it's not discussed. <laughs> no, I, I assumed not. Uh, yeah, this seems a lot more graphic than Mine and Grace's, Mine and Grace's fan fictions. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, apparently it's um, uh, yeah, the Earth moves for both of them, uh, as evidenced in this paragraph. Uh, the first time they fuck, and God, that's a crude word for it. But Valeri thinks of how Boris says the word in his ear, pitched low and urgent. Boris looks at Valeria the entire time, naked wonder playing on his face. He cradles his jaw and kisses him sweetly, and Valeria's entire world shifts, a real yawing moment. He is not the same afterwards. Neither, he suspects, is Boris. So, pitched low and urgent. Yes. So, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why is Boris from is that not, is, is that Is that not how pitched low would sound? <laughs> Oh, fucking hell, Valeri. Do us a bro. Pitch low, also, is it? Fuck. <laughs> well, now I know what Sophie hears. Nice. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, fuck. Oh, love. <laughs> Where's my towel? <laughs> <laughs> so... The question I really want to ask is, where's the reference to the space program? We will get to that. It's... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. It's it's quite a way off yet, I am sorry to disappoint. That's fine. So, yeah, we'll we'll get there, and then you can decide whether it was worth reading this fanfic just to get the obligatory mention of the Soviet space program. Nice. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's it's basically... The, the next part deals with... Um, it was... It, it's, it's them sort of talking about um, how long they're going to live after they've been in this irradiated hellscape that uh, Chernobyl and Pripyat has turned into. Mm. This is quite sort of poignant and lovey-dovey, you know. It's like uh, Boris is pestering Valeri to give him a, a guesstimate on how long that they're going to last um, before they shuffle off this mortal coil forever. So, yeah, you know, it, it goes back and forth. It's Valeri saying, I could lie. Valeri says, you'd never know, so why ask? And Boris looks at him solemn. You wouldn't lie, he says. Not to me. So, yeah, the the falling in love is quite evident throughout this fic. And skimming through it does look like they fall in love. This isn't just... Oh, no, I'm really... I'm really sorry. Oh? Hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm really sorry. I have... Um, yeah, I'm really sorry. I've, I've misread that, and that's going to make... Um, that's going to make what it's actually about even the more funnier. Okay. Because um, by the sounds of things, it sounds like Boris is asking uh, Valeri how long it was since he um, had sex. Wait, what? No, 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 it has. How long before me? Yeah. Oh! Well, what a, what a change in topic. How long have we got to live? Huh. Yeah, I thought this was like a sad, somber scene, but it's no. How long since you boned? I know that's it. It's I've I, I've misread that, and that makes the sort of poignant, lovey-dovey stuff worse. So yeah, I take all this back. <laughs> this is filth. Oh, for God's sake! So when I was making the dick joke, thinking I'd been really, really insensitive, I was just oh, I was just right all along. Yeah, yeah, you're right on the money there. Fuck's sake. No, you were you were right on the money then. It's um, instead of like a poignant talk about about life. Yeah, this sounded like a poignant talk. Yeah, that's it. In, instead of like a poignant moment between two lovers about love, life, and death, um, it's instead Boris going, "Oh, fucking El Valeri, how long is it since you've had a shag?" Mm-hmm. 
we're into more shagging. Grace enjoys this bit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here's a line for you. Boris doesn't fuck him hard. They're not young and they're so tired these days. <laughs> what he does do is move into him slowly and so, so deeply, all the while he's whispering into the nape of Valeri's neck against his shoulder, against his lips. Does it say what he's whispering? <laughs> Sorry, just read the next line. <laughs> What, what's in the brackets? Oh! <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> A party man knows how to go unnoticed. Don't worry, no one will hear. <laughs> to me, that sounds like he's saying he's got a small penis. <laughs> how can he go in deeply if he's got a small one? Yeah, that's the kind of the conflicting bit. <laughs> Maybe emotional depth. Yeah, it's emotional depth, but he's got in unnoticed. <laughs> or Valeri is a loose boy indeed. I think what it is, is um, what you've sort of got to remember. And um, if we can get serious just for a moment. Try. That's a big ask. Coming from me as well. But um, if we can get serious just for a moment, you you uh, you have to remember the, um, the circumstances in which this love story is taking place. And... Um, Yes. You can probably safely assume that the hotel room or, um, you know, basically anywhere where it's safe to have sex is heavily, heavily bugged by the KGB. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. So, of course, I don't think that the um, uh, the Communist Party back in Moscow would appreciate sending two people down to do a job of clearing up the worst <laughs> nuclear disaster in history. <laughs> And they're just pounding away. Yeah, just to listen to them pounding away in a hotel room in Pripyat instead. Well, not instead, but... Well, yeah, not instead, but on, on their downtime, shall, uh, shall we say. That's fair. I guess. So, uh, yeah. A party man knows how to go unnoticed. I've never heard that that expression. No, I don't think that's an expression. No, it's not. It's But it, a party man, Shabina was high up in the Communist he Party. Was. Yeah, that, that's why he's a party man. So there's another colourful adjective here. Swiping his thumb experimentally over the head of Valeri's cock. <laughs> How's this? <laughs> Just hang on a sec, Valeri. Let me twang your banjo string for a bit. Yeah, hold on. Let me try this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, next so what paragraph. Else uh, so basically, it's just it's just about the sex. I'll be honest. I feel uh, like I'm interrupting something quite private reading this fic and slating it somehow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it feels a bit too fluffy for for deep criticism. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's yeah. So basically, the um, oh, actually, actually saying that, yeah, I, I forgot about this bit. Yeah, this next paragraph seems less sexual. Yeah, I, f I forgot about this bit. It's um, they go on a walk to you know they go they go on a walk through the forest and um. They notice that around them the the trees are surely uh, you know slowly dying um, due to the radiation being um, pumped into the air by the fallout of the reactor. Uh, yep, here we go. Uh, the trees are dying, shedding their leaves at a rate of knots. Before long, all that will be left is the trunks, their roots brittle and loose in the earth. But yeah, so basically they get to this clearing where the trees are dying of radiation poisoning and they snog. Huh, that's the obvious thing to do. This this really is a bittersweet one, isn't it? This is the this is the I don't know the the feel of what the author's trying to achieve. I reckon. I I, su I suppose it's it's one of them. It's like um you know people sort of well I, I don't know about people, but I certainly wonder. You know if if you got the um if we were unfortunate enough to get the four minute warning from um, <clears throat> RAF Filingdale saying that a nuclear attack had been launched against the British Isles, what would you do with your last four minutes? I suppose a lot of people's answer is have a wank or shag, I suppose. Or just, like, hug your loved ones, I guess. I'd listen to the final countdown. <laughs> I I don't know. It depends where I am at the time. Yeah, yeah, that that is, that is true. So the next paragraph, it looks like they've developed a secret code. Oh, yes. So they can communicate while banging. What? While also... Not being heard by the KGB. What the? F yeah, that's it. They um, they they did. It's um, they come up with a system. I mean, before that, um, if you if you read the there's there's more angst. There is more angst. It's a very angsty fic for for a 
a fic with so many descriptions of gay sex. But um, yeah, here's here's a here's a line from the last the last sort of paragraph, and this this is a it's a a bit heavy this bit. Um, it's not so much a steady decline as moving sideways. Uh, Valeri wishes that he could see at the molecular level the slow, steady disintegration and then re- rearrangement of his DNA. He wishes that he could turn himself inside out and look at the slow but irreparable damage that's occurring with each passing hour. It would make it easier to bear. It would make it easier to live with. That's, that's heavy. Um, and yeah, the the next um, the the next sort of uh, um, paragraph is uh, him trying to explain it to Boris. But he, you know, can't find the, you know, can't find the words. So he's, you know, try, trying to speak it, but not really finding the words, crying, um, yada, yada. And, um, yeah, Boris is basically, you know, doing the whole sort of, you know, they're there. I know, I know it's it's terrible, but there's not much we can do about it. Yada, yada. You know, that sort of thing. Except get the job done. Yeah, yeah, basically. And then they um they they sleep together. There's no sex, they they just they just sleep. Oh, they're probably quite tired from they just curl up. But in the morning they don't talk about it. So, um yeah, and uh, apparently yeah, apparently after that, uh, Valeri starts to leave his dosimeter by the bed. I think that's like a skip back to the present day, isn't it? It's yeah, I mean he's he's sort of decided to not really give a shit because he knows he's dying anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really sorry listeners, there's not much humor in this one. Yeah, that's I mean aside from the party man. Aside from the party man, that was great. <laughs> so when does the space program happen? Or is there anything noteworthy before then? It's there's yeah, there's there's more there's more sex. Um yeah, here's your secret code. Um before long, they come up with a system. Uh, a short, sharp tap to the thigh, the shoulder, is a question. Uh, a wordless inquiry. Are you all right? Is this good? One tapping uh, response is yes. Two is no. In the moments where they cannot, under any circumstances, be overheard, it works. That seems a good system. Yeah, so, and, and basically, that they are sneaking about here. It's um, uh, this sort of next bit. It, it deals with, um, you know, uh, Boris has got up. Um, made a big show of sort of having a laugh with uh, with uh, with Valeri, um, then going out the room, slamming the door, but then he, you know, sneaking back in so they can, yeah, uh-huh. um, make love, because it's not really having sex; it's making love. Yeah. There's yeah, there's um, so yeah, um, and then uh, Valeri gives Boris a blowjob. There's a big description of that, and. They sort of put it down to... There is a line here which uh, they put it down to... Um, uh, if if anybody was listening in Moscow um, to the, the bugs that were put in the room, uh, all they'll hear is Val- uh, Valeri's gasps and the shifting of bedsheets. Every man has urges and they multiply when he's alone. They're, so, yeah, ba- basically, um, Valeri's reasoning is, we'll be okay, they just think I'm wanking. What's odd for me about this phrasing is... Every man has, has his urges, they multiply as well. That implies the urge to just beat off in public isn't zero. And then when you get home, it just rises and rises. Because <laughs> you can't multiply something by zero. Like, like if the urge doubles, you'd, it's two times zero, which is zero. So, yeah, this implies that Valeri just... He just wants to start beating off when he's in public. And then, yeah. All <laughs> oh, maths. Yeah, all the maths is wrong. <sighs> maybe that. Maybe that deep down we all feel like that. <laughs> what? No. No. <laughs> I don't think I do. And and the ones that are mentally deranged and do masturbate in public are the ones who are truly free. <laughs> oh, shut up. Where are you going with the snake? What have you done? And when are you going to prison? <laughs> I will stay. I have never beaten off in public. Good. <laughs> Thanks. I never wondered that about you until now. <laughs> I can't believe I had to state that, but there we are. Yeah, 
yeah, there's a there's a, a lot of description. I I urge I, I urge somebody if uh, I urge our listeners if you like graphic descriptions of gay, of gay sex interspersed with angst, then yeah, go read this fic because this is the fic for it. Yes, yeah, that's it. Mm. And it is it is well written sex from what I can see. It is, yeah, it is, and um, yeah. So um, back to the angst again, and yeah, there are three certainties. The first is that he, Valery Legasov, is going to die soon. The second is that he is in love with Boris. The third is that Boris is going to die soon. No matter what order you put them in, however you try and shuffle the facts about, it doesn't make it any better. What brought them together is killing them. It's just terrible, terrible bad luck. It would be funny if the clock wasn't already set. Sometimes Valery laughs anyway, because that's all you can do. He thinks he might be going mad, but then why else would he be here? So, I'm really trying with this. I don't think this is going to be a very funny episode, to be fair. Yeah, I think we've done the best we can. I mean, we are nearly we are nearly at the end. Um, and if you want your um, obligatory mention of the space program, here it is. Yes, that's what I'm here for. I'm just going to do this as a read, because it's the last bit of angst, there's no sex, and yeah. Um... Here, here is your um, Soviet space program. Okay. Later, not quite months, but an accumulation of weeks, they are sitting on a bench. Boris is out of cigarettes, so they share. Uh, the sun set a little while ago, and the skies are deep blue. It's quiet. It's always quiet now. Valeria tries to imagine the sound of children running through the square, their watchful mothers never too far behind. What's that? Boris says, and points up at the sky. Valeri sees it right away, a tiny point of light streaking through the sky, moving in a perfect arc above the earth. A shooting star, Boris says. My God. Valeri laughs and plucks the cigarette from Boris's fingers. He takes a long, deep drag, looking up at that little false star moving through the darkness. Drumroll, please, guys! It's not a shooting star, he says. It's Mir, the space station. Hey. That's it. That's the fic, ladies and gentlemen. That's the fic. It's better than a shooting star, Boris says. <laughs> There's men up there. It's, oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Do you think they know? He asks. The men up there. Comrade Kizim, Comrade Sol- uh, Solovyov, just don't look down. Do you reckon the plan is that it cuts to Comrade Kizim and Solikov doing the exact same thing, like sharing a cigarette, staring down at the reactor, hiding their secret love? <laughs> ah, I wonder if there's men down there doing the same thing, and so on. Well, just like, <laughs> just like looking looking down in, I can imagine, I can imagine it's like with binoculars. It's like one of them's like, "What the fuck is that?" As this, you know. Oh, I was thinking that it's literally just mirroring the scene that's playing out here. Like, there's... Oh, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, Kazim and Solokov are just arm in arm, sharing a cigarette. Yeah. Hiding their secret love from the Russian, like, their equivalent of Houston, the mission control. Well, well, looking, looking at things they've done after when it was done and published as a... Uh... Mm-hmm. They do they they do the terror, uh, and the Witcher. Oh, nice. So so sadly, no Soviet space program comes up again by this author. No, but they do they do have a thing um, for Jared Harris and Stellan Skarsgård. Yes, because the terror also stars Jared Harris as Captain Francis Crozier. For fuck's sake! Who is the who is the um? the main one in this terrific that they've written. Where is this thing set? I mean, realistically, because it says that they're in the kitchen. The terror is Victorian London. Oh, he's walking into a coffee shop. Ah! <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm reading, I'm reading the synopsis of uh, their other work, I'm Gonna Kiss You Like the Sun Browns You, which is Captain Crozier. So what you were saying about the coffee AU is true, because the terror has a... <laughs> yeah. The terror, which is set in on a Victorian Arctic exploration, has a coffee AU. When, yeah, when he's marking essays... When he's marking essays, when he's walking to the coffee shop, yeah, when he... <laughs> 
Yeah, he's nipped into a coffee shop. Yep, there it is. There it is. This one is also huge thanks to Jojo as well. Oh wow. It's, I will. I will say. Um, it's, it's, I will. I will say this as well. Um, the uh, the author Wolfhall seems to be a um, man or woman of impeccable taste. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a man, a man or a man or woman after my own heart. Um, because if you read the notes, number two, you can see the International Space Station. So I'm assuming that you could have seen me zipping across the sky too. I tried to find actual evidence of this, but if there's one thing I can't do, it's stop myself from falling into a four-hour Soviet space program Wikipedia rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> this is a person of taste. Oh, my God. You get points for researching as well. Like, that's good on them for researching the mere facts. Oh, yeah, that's it. It's absolutely fantastic. And it kind of brings it full circle because this is how I discovered the Chernobyl nuclear disaster in the first place. <laughs> oh, so it locks together. Yeah, a four-hour a four Soviet space program Wikipedia rabbit hole. Nick, are you Wolf Halls? Nick, are you Wolf Halls? <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Does your girlfriend sometimes tum, uh, sometimes go by the name Jojo? Or Boris. <laughs> I get her to wear the grey suit and the big glasses sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so... Sorry, just looking at their other fix, there is. They've also done a Star Trek one. They've done Captain Pike and Ash Tyler, which seems a odd ship. Oh, so we might be coming back here when we do Star Trek. Oh, we'll be coming back here. I, Captain Captain Pike and Ash Tyler are both quite popular characters, so I'm sure this will show up. Oh, yeah, but what if the, what if they're all like this one and and poignant? <laughs> that's what that's what I'm I'm looking. Is this? Is this Star Trek one also poignant? You're just going to read this for leisure, not for the podcast, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it, do- it does seem like it's meant to be poignant. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's there, you know, like, the emptiness, the emptiness of space. The loneliness of command. The blowjobs from the crew! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's how Kirk got by. Was it? Quite famously, Captain Kirk shagged everyone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Also, the notes on this one, I won't get super sidetracked, is live long and get railed by the secret agent on your ship. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about ratings. Yes, let's rate this motherfucker. First first of all, let me get the Google Doc open, because I forgot how we rate these. That's okay. I still don't know how we rate these. Not really. We are professionals. It's a. It's easy. We have. Uh... After six episodes, you'd think we'd be able to remember. Where are the ratings? Yeah, and and now and now and now James has lost his notes. <laughs> ah! Where's? Screaming at the computer won't help. I've tried. <laughs> Hit it with a hammer. No. <laughs> If you throw salt at it, the demon will be repelled and your computer will turn back to normal. Okay. So I can't remember the order we do them, but there's... uh, Does it fit with the canon? Yeah. Yeah. Is it romantic? Yeah. Yeah. Is it weird? And did you like it? Okay. So, Nick, how how well does it fit with the canon? And did they do their research? Um, I mean, they, um, they researched the, or rather they tried researching the, uh, whether you could have seen Mia, and, um, to be fair, um, it's how, although, I will, I'll, I'll be honest and say, um, up until starting this podcast, I never really imagined, uh, what, um, Boris and Valeri would be like as lovers, mm-hmm. but, Kind of, I think that it kind of fits with their personality um, in how they act. Um, you know, it's I reckon what we, you know, what what we saw is sort of um, uh, Valeri being more sort of emotionally driven, um, worrying about things and stuff like that, and you saw Boris being the the whole sort of stoic, putting on a brave face for the both of them. It's okay, come here, love. It's fine, you know, type of shtick. Um, However, there wasn't really any um, 
any sort of background in that we knew there was a disaster, we knew it was to do with radiation, but of course only because we've read the su- read and watched the subject matter around it. So I'm going to give it a three. Okay, that seems that seems fair. I think I agree with a lot of that. Yeah, it's the the, the characters seem to have the personalities that they would have done had HBO's Chernobyl been filmed. Uh, differently, shall we say? Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. But the there wasn't really, um, other than the fact that they were in Pripyat and they were sorting out the disaster. There was nothing much that happened to tie them to the um, the, the the actual event, if you know what I mean. Yeah, there wasn't really enough to ground them into the setting because it was so it was sort of their own little bubble, which is fine. So, but for what it was. Yeah, that's that's it. I I I understand that the you know these fix are probably mostly going to be like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, so. Yeah, I, I'll I'll stick by me three. I I think I think there were yeah. It, it was there was a little bit of research, and um, yeah, the characters acted how I would expect them to act if they were boarding each other. So yeah. So second question: um, Was it romantic? Yes. Did you find it? Did you find it tugged at the heartstrings and? Um, <clears throat> I think it did, and it there was there was a lot of um uh, fr- from the sort of like very graphic descriptions we could we can sort of deduce that it's it's more tender, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's. Yeah, sort of tender and loving, and it's all like, oh, they're making the best of a bad situation. They've fallen in love. They can't help it. Yeah, I think we had very opposing effects, because mine was very kind of yes built around the fluff of the romance, and they kind of smooch a little bit, but there's no graphic detail, whereas yours is all in on the graphic detail. Yeah, and, that's it. But they still managed to get a lot of fluff in there, too, so maybe it's... Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's the um, yeah, it's it's the kind of relationship you'd find at the end of the world, I think. So, I mean, I'd I'd give it a five. Okay. Yep. That's. I think I agree with that. Yeah, there was there was an uncomfortable level of detail, but it was it was quite romantic detail nonetheless. Okay. Yeah, that's strong. Um, lastly, how weird did you find it? Honestly, I'd say a one. Yeah, this seems fairly grounded to me. Like. There are no demons, there's no musical numbers. Yes. Yeah. No sudden plot twists. And, yeah, gay sex isn't weird, guys. It's 2020. I mean, come on. No. This fic was 1986. Well, but... yeah, but you you know what I mean. It would it would have been weird then, but in, in these more enlightened times, it, of course, it's... Yeah, it, it's not weird at all. But I thought I... I... Yeah, I'm realizing we've kind of run on all the No, it's not that. It's more along the lines of saying this, this, it, this fix from 1986, and I thought pretty sure Ao3 wasn't around then. (laughs) Oh no! I mean, God help! I mean, Chernobyl happened then. I know, I know. It took me a minute. All right. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just imagining like Wolf Hall sat in front of their old tube TV in 1986, going, "That's terrible. <laughs> I wonder if those two men ever get it on." <laughs> and just like frantically scribbling every time a news report came on, just typing it up on their typewriter and then one day uploading it <laughs> <laughs> on several floppy disks to, to, to Ao3. Uh, I, I like, I like that image. It's. <laughs> Wolf Hall, who's presumably like aged like sixty odd at this point, is <laughs> just like uploading all this. Yeah, problems. that's it. And and like um, it's it's like one one day from now, um, <laughs> he or she will be sort of seventy or eighty, and they'll be flicking through podcasts, finding out which one to you know which which one to listen to, and then they'll. Ah. Uh. <laughs> My work has been immortalised. They'll bring up that, and they'll just be sat there with tears in their eyes, going, that's me, that is. That's me. <laughs> just telling their grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> and here's three idiots ripping the piss out of it. So, final rating. Or final thing. Did you like um, it? I'm going to say mostly. Mostly. Okay. The, um, I, I will qualify that. 
I thought it was um, I thought it was really well written. Um, I thought that a lot of the angst in it was was quite beautiful, really. Um, coming from a fat northern lad, um, <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, but it's good that you can appreciate these. Yeah, things. that's it. it. It's like it's like I don't know. It opens up an emotional depth you didn't know you had. Yeah, that's that's it. It's it's like I don't know, fucking one day like this by Elba or whatever it is. Um, what? <laughs> what? You know what? No, we're we're running late. Don't go down there. It's it's a song. Don't worry about it. But yeah, it's um, it it was yeah. Some of the angst was quite beautiful. I thought it was really well written, really descriptive. Um, it was uh, you know, it was it was sort of a pleasure to read. Um. You know what? What is evidently somebody who knows the knows the shit when it comes to writing. Um, but it's it's not the fic I choose to read, if I'm honest. Okay, so it's it's more that it's not for you rather than it's not. Yeah, good. that's it. It's not it's not sh- it's not shit. It's just not for me. But I mostly liked it. I I did mostly sort of enjoy reading most of it. Let's end this on a slightly more upbeat note, if Grace is ready for it. Uh, uh, hang on. Why don't you tell us about the good decimeter? Oh, oh we, sh- we, sh- we should have explored this author more, I'll be honest. There's some fix that sound promising here. For example, five things Leonard Topsonov learned during his first week, and one thing he has ah. yet to learn. That sounds slightly ominous. That's it's a slice of life fluff oh, thick about wow, Leonard. Okay. Yeah, this sounds oh, really God. wholesome. Oh, that's yeah, that's that's kind of cute. It's like just I, I imagine it's just Leonard Toptonov like going to work and learning how to operate a reactor and meeting Akimov and Dyatlov and uh, Stolyachuk and the rest of them. And then on his last day of work experience, he's pounded over the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Akimov's just like. Yep, you did everything right. Now here's your reward. How was it for you? Oh, it wasn't great, but it's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, the good decimeter. Okay, so, the good decimeter by Awaraya Suit uh, is probably one of the only fix we've seen which is a crossover with a video game and Chernobyl. It's, do you, do you know what um I think I'd, can can I just make an observation or a suggestion if you will um Something I like. think that however much we discuss this and sort of try and flower it up and stuff like that and because it's really short I don't think we can do justice to it unless we read it word for word so you want to read this all out um it's it's your fic you can do it if you like. Shall we do, like, a line each? Is yeah, that easier? So, Grace, do you want to start, then Nick, then I'll uh, do We're one. not going to mention... I was about to mention the tags, and then I realised the only additional tag is Goosimitar. <laughs> and I was like, okay, oh well. <laughs> right. <laughs> we should probably mention to the, to the listeners, this is a Chernobyl and Untitled Goose Game crossover. <sighs> Untitled Goose Game, in which you are... You play as a goose who go around ruining... The good English person's day. Reeking. Havoc. Yeah, you ju- you just you just play a, you just play a goose and you're an asshole and you're just running around or waddling around rural England. It's very good. I highly recommend. Yeah, stealing it. people's keys and breaking shit and pushing people over and stuff like that. It's and trapping children in uh... in garages. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So let's read okay. this. What about sabotage? A bomb? Before Sitnikov can respond, he hears his name being called. Sitnikov, one of the night shift workers, rushes up to him. Brukhanov wants us to use the good decimeter. We don't know how to work this model. Sitnikov suppresses an exasperated sigh. Here, let me show you. He motions towards the scant light from one of the overhead lamps. Silently, he curses that the staff hadn't been trained to use the good decimeter. Suddenly, they hear a noise, much like the flapping of wings somewhere close by. Did you? Huh? 
Oh, wow, that was good. That's a man who's heard the devil itself. <laughs> Startled, the other worker drops the decimeter. Something furious and white, with a splash of orange, tangles be- between their feet. It pulls at the fallen device, dragging, then finally lifting it and disappearing in the darkness. What the hell was that? A goose, Sitnikov replies, still a little dazed. A fucking goose has got the good dosimeter. And that is, and that's the whole yeah. fan fiction. That's <laughs> that's the whole thing. However, however, and I think you should link this. There's some artwork, and it's fucking brilliant. Yes, the art will be in the show notes. This artwork is some by brilliant. Kriegs. By Google Blitz. Blitz. So thank you, Google, Google Blitz. Blitz. That, that gave us a chuckle. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Um. Sorry, on the archive of our own, they are credited as Cree Krieg, but their their twi- but their Tumblr, on their Tumblr, they're called Kugelblitz. That's what I was trying to pronounce. Yeah, t- t- sorry about that. Whichever you are, we're, we're fucking idiots. But yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for that. Either way, bravo, and yeah, I guess that wraps it up for. Unless Grace, do you want to rate this first? Yeah, we better rate it. We better hit it. I don't think it was faithful at all, and I'm not complaining. <laughs> I disagree, respectfully. There's, we don't know if a goose was involved in the destruction of the reactor core, and it probably could have been. So, um, the DLC for Untitled Goose Game looks good. <laughs> <laughs> so, it wasn't romantic at all. No, I don't think. not really. It was very weird. Uh, there was very little interaction between any of the characters, and very little... Uh... Except Goose and Sitnikov. The Goose had very little screen time, all considered. And we loved yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, did, did you like it, Grace? I liked it. Um, I, I found it was lacking emotional depth and plot, and... <laughs> <laughs> I felt there could have been more to this, I thought. They wanted to expand on it. Yes, add more to this. Expand do this more universe. of this. More, go- more goose fanfiction, please. So Nick can do that impression again. <laughs> so, um, until next time, which will probably be bi-weekly. I keep saying weekly, and I don't have enough time to edit to get these out weekly, so... Until next time. bi-weekly means twice a week. Yeah, I think it does. Um, I think the word... Because it means bi is two, and obviously, and weekly means of that time setting. So, googling the, f- the word bi-weekly, it can mean every two weeks or twice a ah. week. So, you're saying... <laughs> I'll clear it up fortnightly. See you in two weeks. There we go, two weeks. Why, Why pepper it? Why... <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'm gonna stop recording now. <laughs> <laughs>